What is up? And welcome back to another episode of Think Like Me or Don't. This is episode nine. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode talking about Lion King. That was a lot of fun. Um, in this episode, like I talked about last week, there's a there's a segment, the second segment. You should listen to the whole episode, but especially that second segment where I talk about Ride the Mean. And then you should go watch the YouTube video where I talk about that concept because I think, um, if nothing else, one of the most important things that I've realized over this process is that the way that you feel about what you're doing has more to do with what you're, what positive changes you're going to make than anything else. So if you can find a way to anchor yourself between the positives, like the emotional highs and the emotional lows, you can always provide consistent output because it's so easy to get caught up in the negative and let yourself just sort of get depressed and not want to do anything. So anyway, super excited about that. Uh, check out this episode. I hope you enjoy that. As always, anchor.fm. Sorry, I keep hitting the microphone. Anchor.fm forward slash think like me. Drop your comments, drop your, your feedback, your questions, your songs, your anecdotes, whatever. I would love to hear from you. Uh, you can also uh, give you some support if that's something that you'd like to do. Uh, otherwise, episode nine, I think is what I said. Take it away. Yo, what is up and welcome back. Today is day 15. I took a day off yesterday because I uh, caught something. It was actually really weird. I was. It was like the, normally I get the aches and the chills at the end of having the flu. And I got them just yesterday and none of the, none of the sinus pressure or any of that kind of stuff. Now I suspect and part of that is because um, my sinuses are messed up because I got punched in the face really hard. And so maybe maybe I've got a bunch of, maybe I'm cured forever of sinus pressure, in which case, thank you, Brandon. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, so I have some good news. Things are starting to turn around. And I think, it, I think most of this just speaks to uh, kind of some of the stuff that I've been talking about about not resting on your laurels too much. Um, I spent, like like I've said a bunch of times, I spent way too much time over the last six months just sort of uh, taking it easy on growth and on trying to make things happen and not enough time on trying to go out and find new business or innovate. And, uh, you know, interestingly enough, some of the changes that have happened, some of the stuff that's happened in the last like two days that give me a lot more confidence. Well, the point is, those aren't actually results of my, of any new stuff that I'm doing or any sort of sales or marketing efforts that I'm doing. They're all past efforts coming to fruition, right? So it's sales conversations that I've already had with people that I've already done business with that are finally coming around to and resulting in cash. So I had a conversation today um, with a former client who I went out and did some work for on site who wants me to um, to do some wants me to do some ongoing work and uh, so that's going to represent some some revenue. 
um, and then finally got the guy that was going to buy the game plan. He's finally committed to it. So he's going to be paying on Thursday, which brings the revenue for this month way up in the positive, which is good news. It also means I can hit payroll twice this month, which is huge. It means I'll actually have some money, which means some of my uh, some of the debt collectors that are after me will be less angry. <laughs> it also means I can pay rent. It means I can pay the deposit and rent for November. Anyway, it just puts things into a good place. And the biggest thing I think is that it gives me a more realistic, because I'll have a real budget for the business, not a very big one, but a real budget for the business. And because some of the stress of like not having, like not knowing where the rent money was going to come from, um, I now have a little bit more uh, assurance that that's going to be at least that that's going to be taken care of. And so now I can spend my energy, obviously, like we talked about, finding new clients on, on like generating new ideas. And I have a cool one that I came up with today that I want to share with you. Um, fulfilling on work for existing clients. And then also um, uh, just coming up with new ideas in general for the business. So um, the, th <laughs> the thing that I came up with for today was it's an ad that I'm running. One of the things that I'm running into right now is as I start to, to pitch the handyman service, the whole point of handyman is it's not somebody who is working full time. It's not somebody who is working 40 hours a week necessarily, but it's somebody who is sort of on call. <laughs> so if you need them and when you need them, they know enough about everything to get stuff done, right? And the way that I've pitched Handyman is a little bit more involved, meaning there's a little bit of upfront work that has to go into getting someone indoctrinated enough in a business's process and in their product and in their, you know, in their sales process and all that kind of stuff. And so it does require a little bit of work, but the, the idea long-term is that you don't need, you don't need somebody, something full-time. You just need something a lot at the first and then not that much over the long run. Um, like I look at a lot of my clients now and I think I'm not actually I don't actually need to spend that much time with any of them. And the reason is because well, I've got things pretty much down. Like adding something new doesn't take more than 10 minutes. So for me to charge somebody 10 grand a month for, for me to just check in on things and literally spend maybe an hour or two for the entire month, like just seems ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> and so, um, and so the, uh, anyway, so the point with that is I have, um, because that's the point uh, is that handyman is about not having to spend a bunch of time. I'm starting to market handyman services more from that angle. Like you don't need that much dedicated resource. You just need someone who gets it and then will, and they don't, you don't need them to charge you that much. Anyway, so the ad that I'm running right now is a picture of me staring at my phone with like a crazy look on my face. <laughs> and the text is, guys, I think I need an intervention. Um, I'm literally 
staring at my phone, waiting for someone to text me questions or problems that I can answer or solve. So the idea basically is, because handyman service is about uh, being available, but not necessarily about having to do a bunch of work, um, I want to have more people texting me and emailing me and calling me just with random questions, just with stuff. You know, there's, there's some groups where they can get some questions answered, but I want people to know that there's a number they can call or text, and there's, a, um, there's an email they can, there's an address they can email if they have problems that they can't solve and they need someone to look at it. Like, I want to help people because I'm convinced that the best way for me to get business is by actually solving people's problems. Right, so like some sub businesses like run events and prove themselves that way. Some people do like webinars. I just think that my, you know, for every ten problems I solve for someone for free, I'm gonna find one person who needs me to do that ongoing, and that's gonna be a new client, right? And for every fifty people, fifty problems that I solve without any, not even really talking about money or anything like that. Um, I'm going to meet someone who's going to put me in a position to, you know, speak on stage somewhere or something along those lines. So, um, and all things considered, I, I feel like I get something more than money when I solve problems like that. There's like a personal sense of pride um, that's baked up in in that that activity in like solving problems for people. So, anyway, I thought it was kind of clever. So the, the, I don't know what it's gonna, how it's going to do. I, right now, it's only running to people that have, um, that have already seen something else. So like I'm, I've got a bunch of different ad sets running. I've got what I've called, what I'm calling my office vid, office hours videos, which are the office hours videos are essentially uh, just me talking to camera, going through um, different like thoughts and different business concepts and things like that. Um, and then if they watch, if they've seen one of those, that I'm displaying what I'm calling the infrequently asked questions, which are complicated problems that I've solved using technology and automation. And then if they've seen that, then I'm showing them an ad to go click and learn more about the, um, the game plan. And then if they've done any of those things, then I'm showing them this other thing. So the idea is I want them to they need to know me a little bit first. And once they know me, um, once, once they've had some sort of indoctrination or they've seen some of the stuff that I've done, then, uh, then I wanna show them this video, which is, or this, this ad, which is, text me your questions. Because I, again, I want people who are engaged, who've actually like, um, who've actually done something so they know who I am, so that it makes sense, so it's not just a crazy person. Anyway, so we'll see what happens. So far my phone hasn't been ringing or buzzing off the hook, so um, we'll see what comes of it. But I just thought it was an interesting idea, and the biggest thing is when I, when you, like, the crazy thing, here's, here's what's really crazy about it. Right now I've gotten to the point where my monthly income Assuming this thing goes through with Jason, with the new uh, handyman client, assuming everything goes through there, um, we're looking at 
just over like 45, it's like 4,500 a month. Um, actually, no, it's 5K a month total. And then I have one other client that I'm trying to get onto 500 a month, which would make it 5,500. And then one other that is, I'm just billing for hours. Um, but with him, I'm at 250 an hour. So it's easier for me to bill more. But I may actually get him on that as well. Anyway, so, but this is the crazy thing. For the longest time, I was so insistent that my personal income needed to be like higher. Like it needed to be upwards of 7,500, 8,500, 10 grand, right? Well, I did some math and found out. I don't actually need that much. I only need three. 3K will pay all my bills. So obviously I got a lot of subscriptions to cancel, a lot of stuff that I don't need. But 3K, and this is the interesting thing, 3K covers all my bills. It pays my credit cards down, it pays for my car, pays rent. Um, uh, and this is also, I, luckily I, the business can pay for part of my rent because it's business, the home office expense. Um, so that's how, that's how, where part of that comes from. But, um, that also includes 500 bucks a month of spending money, which is modest, right? But, um, it's, it's not, it's not nothing. And it also includes $450 to be put into savings, right? So this is pretty significant for me. Um, and, and, and it's basically means I got to go back on a budget, but I feel like the fact that I haven't been on a budget has been a huge part of what's kind of held me back. Because I feel like, I feel like not living on a budget is a privilege that you earn after having successfully lived on a budget. You know what I mean? Like it's not something you have to do forever, but if you can, then it's predictable, right? You know exactly what you're gonna spend and you know all this stuff. What's up, buddy? Hey. Um, so, you know, I think, I think that's important. And it's just something to consider is figuring out, you know, what you actually need. Because, you know, like I said, I was really concerned when I lost the client, the big one, because I was like, oh no, now I don't have enough income. But now, again, assuming that these two things go through, which in, in, in some respects is kind of me counting my chickens before they hatch again, but it's just the confidence I think is, the, that feeling is, is important. Um, and, uh, and if everything goes through, then um, then it's more like uh, I can hit payroll because my own salary doesn't need to be that high yet. Um, and like I said before, I can, I can bake raises into my own salary based on performance, um, et cetera, et cetera. Right? So um, it's just, you know, it's kind of interesting how you don't need as much as you think you do. You can get by with a lot less than you think you can. And um, if you work the numbers right, and you actually like spend time figuring out uh, what you need and what, like what you need personally, 
Like you can get by with a lot less than you think. Now, um, the other interesting thing is the more I consider it, the more I wonder, the more I really want to do the mentorship. And I like, the more I think about it, the more I realize, like even this guy who might sign up for it, he is getting, he's getting like a little bit more because he is somebody uh, that, that can do a lot of the doing and because he wants some help with the implementation itself. And so I wonder if there isn't room for me to push the mentorship aspect even harder. And in fact, in this moment, I'm kind of hit with a little bit of inspiration, which is why don't I just shift completely and instead of, well, this is just, this is an interesting idea. Mentoring. It's easier to fulfill, that's for sure. Um, I think it adds more to the story, unfortunately, so it takes more time to explain. Anyway, something to think about. But the hey, so it's day 15 in the evening, and I just had a, I had a thought that I think is relevant. It's kind of go harken back to some to some earlier podcast thoughts. Anyway, um, I recorded a video on my YouTube channel. I don't know, three months ago. And I called it Ride the Mean, and I think nobody watched it, which I'm not surprised. Um, but it essentially was about when you're creating content, um, not allowing experiences to shift your point of view too much, too fast, and too often. So, for example, you know, there's a lot of a lot of people whose opinion, I've actually done this a lot myself, my opinion will shift fairly drastically and fairly publicly and fairly often. <laughs> and uh, the problem is that that makes it very difficult for your following to follow. Because unless you're giving them all the context, which can get really boring, I'm a good example of giving too much context. Um, there's just uh, too much, your, your following just isn't gonna be able to follow. So it's about writing, writing the meme that the, the video was about um, finding a center that you don't depart from too quickly. And, and especially it's about seeing the future to the extent that if you are gonna pivot away from a certain thought, that you pivot away from it completely. So you don't, you don't pivot away and then pivot back, right? Um, there's nothing really wrong with disjointed thinking, I don't think. Some people like that, some people enjoy that. But anyway, it was just that was the idea. Um, the way that this connects into what's going on right now is, is that I think in addition to taking, to, to doing that and avoiding those types of radical shifts, too often um, from a content perspective, I think it's also very important to 
find ways to anchor yourself in between your emotional highs and lows. Because I'm finding that my emotions are playing a huge role in in how optimistic I am about the future. And the optimism is just the first piece of it. The real issue is that when I'm not optimistic, I tend to lose some of my creativity. So the issue isn't I need to feel good so that I will feel good. The issue is that I need to feel good so that I can innovate. And so um, got to find a way to, I don't know how, but that probably be my new endeavor. Got to find a way to anchor yourself in between the emotional highs and the emotional lows so you don't fly too high when it's good and you don't fall too low when it's bad. Just a thought. What's up, y'all? Welcome back. It is day 16. I'll tell you what, I am up early today. I feel good today. Ready to uh, seize the day, as it were. Try not to talk too loud because I'm sure most people are sleeping <laughs> still. So, some exciting things today. Um, I'll, I haven't checked in on the score in a while, but I will give you a quick little look. Uh, personal account, I have nothing in my personal account right now. But in my business account, $3,373.23. Which, by the way, for most of you, will seem like a very small amount. Um, and especially, if, I mean, if you look objectively at like where a business is and where it probably should be, having $3,000 in the bank is not huge. But, but here's the key here. I think that what's interesting about this is not so much the numbers themselves, but the fact that there are numbers to speak of. Because again, I, I'm kind of considering this exercise as starting from zero. Like I, ha I had some business before, didn't do it right, and I was finally making some changes that were going to standardize and systematize my business so that it could be considered a real business and not just me stupidly freelancing and not taking care of my money. Um, and so think of this less as a two-year business that's coming back from the brink of extinction. I'm thinking of it more as a brand new business, starting from zero. Um, and uh, the fact that I've got, I've figured some things, like, we put everything in perspective. This business, right now, this business's sole function is to pay my bills, right? The only reason that this business exists is because I have bills that I have to pay. And right now, as of today, there's enough money in the business to pay me, pay me what it owes me, and start to pay some of the bills that I'm behind on. So that's exciting. Other thing that's exciting is that yesterday, I had a conversation that I talked about a little bit, 
but I potentially will bring on some new recurring business, which is very exciting because that that's something that I can count on. Um, so I'll have some content to create and some, I'll be helping out this guy who I really like this guy. So I'm excited to, and I, and I like the company as well. So that's exciting. And that alone makes it, makes it covers most of my, most of payroll. As long as payroll is covered, then my bills are covered, right? Um, and it's also not too much of a, not too much of a stretch, like the work itself. Um, so that's kind of exciting. Now, the thing that I'm the most excited about with it, though, is how much better I feel. Like even even when even before when I you know, lost the big client or when, when things didn't look as as up, there were there were moments when I could when I still felt okay and I felt confident that I would pull it through. Um, I don't know exactly what the, that confidence was based on, but there was confidence there at least. And I feel like that there's something about the emotion like the way that you feel about what's happening that is more significant than I ever gave it credit for. You know what I mean? In fact, I talked, the last segment I talked about writing the meme emotionally. And I think more about that and I realize like, that's actually very, very important. Um, because the way that you feel about what's happening around you affects what you do about what's happening around you. It's not really that it affects what happens around you, you can only control so much. It's my alarm going off. Doo, 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 doo. So, um, anyway, so I think it's about one of the things that I'm gonna that I'm been thinking about since last night that I'm gonna try and figure out is a way to create an architecture, a life architecture, a mental architecture that will allow. I like this term, anchor will allow me to anchor myself in between the emotional high and the emotional low. I don't know if it's just reminders, like writing them down, um, or what it is, but finding some way to anchor the emotional high and the emotional low so that I can find the mean between them. Because it's, it's hard to sustain uh, the elation of the, of the highest of the high. Like the happiest you feel, it's hard to sustain that because it's all. Those are all about like, like I said, that's a cathartic experience. It's like the emotion takes over, and you peak at a certain point, but you can't maintain the peak, right? Or it's very difficult to. It takes a lot of energy. It is, however, ironically enough, very easy to maintain the levels of the low. You just have to wallow. <laughs> but I think you can maintain an average between the two. If you have those peak moments and you think, oh, cool, that was pretty awesome. You let that emotion sort of happen, but then you use that to move the anchor. Just like, I wish there was a way for me to visually show you this. Maybe I'll do another video and talk about it, but just like with weight, like most, I mentioned this last night, most weight management, weight tracking apps will will find a mean difference. Now, I don't know what the calculation actually is. I, I'd imagine it's like 
the main change over like the last seven days so that it will give you your raw weight for the day but then it will also show you the what your what your actual weight probably is right because there's lots of mentions that there's lots of fluctuations in um, oxygen concentration and, and hydration and all this kinds of stuff so you can you can lose weight and gain weight but it's not always like true weight does that make sense anyway so that's the thing with the ride the mean i think it's very important um, i did however i wanted to talk about something else this morning woke up to a tweet from my man gary by the way i want everyone to know that i did after all of the fanboying that I've been doing the last couple of days, I did think to myself, I need to go follow some other people <laughs> so that he's not the only person that I'm quoting or talking about or to. Um, so I've done that, went out and followed some other people, which is exciting. But th I think the problem is no one's really producing content that's easy to consume in the same way that he is. So it's hard because it takes more work to like get to what they're saying. So that maybe that's just work that I need to go do. But I also went and subscribed to a bunch of podcasts and I'm gonna start expanding my mind horizons by um, spent like actually dedicating some time in the morning to listening to podcasts. And then I wanna start reading too because I wanna go buy the rest of Gary's books and the rest of all, I have a lot of books that I wanna go buy, but I realized I bought a lot of books that I haven't read, so I need to read them. But anyway, this tweet this morning from Gary, from Gare Bear, uh, he was talking about 99% um, isn't enough. He said he quit what he was doing to start Wine Library TV when he was 30, which by the way, that gave me some, the fact that he started Wine Library TV when he was 30 gives me a little bit of more motivation. <coughs> realizing that we started very late. <laughs> I'm only 32, so there's hope for me. Anyway, but he said he remembered that he was driving. And he said he wasn't 100% happy. He was 99% happy. And because of that 1%, he changed his entire life. And I wonder about that. Like, I, I see where he's coming from. And I get the sentiment which is you gotta be all in. And, and especially because he followed up with, you gotta, you can't live for the weekends. You can't live for vacation, right? You can't live for clocking out. You gotta have something that you're so passionate about that you're willing to sacrifice some of the time with your loved ones and you're willing to um, sacrifice time off to make it work. And I think to myself, um, yes and, like, I don't know if this is just a perpetuation of fear, but maybe it is, just a perpetuation of my own personal fears that keeps me from really buying into that. But I also, like, that's one thing that, that I, I, I worry, I'm not worried about that I, I ask a question about him, is what's, like, with him, here's, here's my big question. I'm, this, this, Recording it this way has given me a chance to work it out, <laughs> what my question actually is. He, he tweeted the other day, he asked, or he, he was saying, give me your two cents on this, 
and he was talking about um, he was talking about uh, tripling down on your strengths but don't worry about stuff that you suck at and I responded and said yeah but like I love this but how do I balance or no he said um, what's the thing that you're really good at it's, a, it's his triple down on your strengths thing, but he's like, what's the thing that you, you dominate at? To do that, and don't worry about the rest of the stuff. Like, you're allowed to suck at some stuff. I'm like, well, I suck at a lot of things. And I said, but what if the thing, and I, I mean this, I'm going to tell you what I said, uh, mostly because it's public record, it's a tweet, so you can go look it up. But also because I'm not really embarrassed by it, it's not really bragging, it's the truth. I said, the thing that I'm really good at is getting quite good at everything. It's like, so how do I find, how do I choose? You know, how do I balance, triple down on your strengths, which is a quote of something he does, with go garage sailing on the weekends because you want to, right? How do I find the thing that, because he, he has said in, in, on separate occasions, he said two different, what looks like two different things. Sometimes he talks about triple down on your strengths, pick the thing that you love the most and go do it. He's also said in some situations where people have asked him, what do you do? He says, pick, pick something and go do it. And, um, and my response, especially with this thing this morning, where he says, um, you know, if you're not 100% happy, well, like what I'm, what I'm thinking, and I'm thinking maybe he, maybe it's, maybe it's more obvious than I'm making it. Maybe he obviously does not mean like unhappy with, like unhappy in every way. I think what he means is be emotionally intelligent enough to understand if you don't love what you're doing enough to work through the weekends uh, and, and sacrifice vacation time and sacrifice time with your loved ones, and it's not for you. But I wonder if there, I wonder if there isn't a little, uh, side benefit that he's not talking about to putting up with a little bit of discomfort for the sake of fuel for the sake of momentum like I'm in a situation right now where for the sake of what I see as my long-term potential and it actually started to crystallize a little bit better for me last night I don't want to do I don't want to build people's businesses I want to help people who want to help other people build their businesses because I realize my connection, the reason why I haven't completely left the Infusionsoft consulting, marketing, digital automation space altogether is because I know I have a lot of experience and a lot of expertise that would be wasted if I left. It would go unused. And that, to me, would be a shame. And so what I want to do more than anything else, is get to a point where I have a bunch of people that I'm just teaching uh, how not only the technical side, because uh, that's a lot of it, but also just the, the soft skills side of, of consulting and how to approach different things. And so really, I just want to go, I want to deal with businesses that have maybe a, a VA, an Infusionsoft VA or something along those lines, and I just want them I just want to be paid to not have to think about their business on my time, right? 
I want to put that understanding and those skills to use. I want to propagate my expertise. I want to spread my seed. <laughs> I want to impregnate the world. I'm just kidding. No, I, I want, <clears throat> I want, I don't want what I've gone through and what I've experienced and what I've learned to go to waste. Because I feel like the community as a whole can grow. And again, it's not, I'm not bragging, I'm just saying. I have, I've been around for a while. And so, but the problem is the way that, the way that you build that is by, um, by helping a little bit, right? So it's by understanding <coughs> how you can fix a bunch of problems. And in reality, I also realized that I, I learn and grow the best on the job. So I have this moment where I think long-term, this is something that I would love to be able to sell. But at the same time, I do get a, I think it's, I've just packaged it wrong. So it's not that I'm only 99% happy so I could scrap the whole thing. It's I'm 99% happy because I haven't made the changes to the thing that I'm doing yet that I should, but I'm starting to. And I'm actually pretty much most of the way there. Because when I narrow down the focus and I say, these are my services and this is what they cost, period. Um, then we can kind of go from there. And, and really, the other thing that's very interesting is, as I start to open up my availability and get people access to me to ask questions, um, that could serve some of that purpose. So I could get away from needing to provide services at all because I'm essentially giving that stuff away for free. And then if, if, you know, if somebody wants, interesting actually, I just had a thought, which is maybe the way to scratch that itch of my expertise being used is to just give it away for free instead of even trying to lean into the mentorship or anything like that. It's huh. a thought, I'll think about it. We'll see where we go. Anyway, some thoughts for the day. Peace. Hey, what's up everybody? So it is day 16, I believe, in the PM. Uh, I apologize for the windy nature of the background of the recording. I have my phone, but no mic. Um, so anyway, um, I just wanted to get something out real quick while it's on it's top of mind, um, which is, I, I read something recently that said that happiness and longevity, and really like your, your lifespan, is more closely associated with your personal relationships than it is with anything else. Like, it's, it's more closely connected with, with your ability to form, not, not really your ability to form and, and, and maintain relationships, but, but with the relationship that you have. So like being so, like social, right? Um, meaning you're, you're happier when you have friends, you're happier when you have people you can talk to. I think that having people you can talk to is a huge thing. Um, and I just wanted to, uh, so today, a couple of things happened. I had two amazing conversations today. Um, both with friends, 
uh, probably two. I, I've never really been a person that has a lot of uh, friends at any given time, um, which may speak more to my own demeanor than anything else. But um, uh, some just really good conversations. And I, I want to tie that into something else. I've been talking the last couple of segments and I think the last couple of episodes about the way that I'm feeling about things that are happening. And I, just to build off of that idea of having someone to talk to, um, when you can share, you have someone you trust enough and you and that cares about you and that you care about enough to share um, experiences with and share thoughts and feelings and things with, maybe and not necessarily like bare your soul to, but um, when, when you have someone that you can, you can talk to and you can get some of these things out, um, you can you can drastically improve the way that you feel about things, right? Uh, at least that's what, that's what my experience has been. The, having these people that I can talk to has improved my mood, so to speak, and it's improved my confidence in myself. Um, and it's not necessarily even talking about like them giving me advice. It's just having conversation um, to move things forward. And that feeling of confidence, that feeling of uh, ability, in, of, like self-worth or whatever you want to call it, I think is directly related to a lot of the innovation that ends up happening. Like having, I had a conversation earlier today with a guy who probably by the time this comes out, we will have launched whatever it is that we're launching. But we talked about, you know, uh, starting like partnering on some cool stuff, which is really exciting. Um, and it comes off the heels of some other things sort of coming together um, and, and my business sort of getting to another place. And then uh, this other conversation I had tonight, I was asked a question, which is what what is the future of this business? And I had to, in real time, sort of explain it. And I'd never done that before. And it crystallized so, in such a good way, at least the first version of a lot of the thoughts that I've had into something that's almost almost like a pitch. Like it's actually, I see what the future is. And it's turning into like a, it's like a five-year plan is forming, essentially. And so, basically the thought that I wanted to share, it's almost like, evening musings or something is don't regardless of what's happening don't shut yourself off from relationships with people where you can communicate and don't be antisocial no matter what you're doing no matter what industry and whatever you're doing you need to have people that you can talk to um, you can go and you can have drinks with or smoke a cigar like, like we did tonight <laughs> um, or just have lunch or whatever it is and, and talk through ideas because that's going to give you the confidence to have the innovative innovative ideas innovative ideas and it's going to actually move you forward and almost exclude like the biggest thing too is that when you have a chance to vocalize your thoughts and your dreams and your desires and your plans two things happen one vocalizing them begins the process of realizing them and two Vocalizing them gives you an excuse and makes you, forces you to organize those thoughts into a into some way of explaining it. 
and so um, you it, it gives you this very unique and very specific uh, advantage and especially in situations like where, where I found myself for the last two weeks where I felt like I like I wasn't capable like I like I you know I was honestly on the, the edge of just cashing it all in going and getting a, a minimum wage job and just working for the rest of my life you know, like making that choice again and being able to see that that shift in myself, I think I can directly relate um, to the way that I feel, and the way that I feel is directly related to like the, the conversations that I'm having and people that I'm talking to. So I'm rambling now, but the whole point is, uh, don't shut yourself off from other people. Um, you know, you want to have people that you can talk to, people that you can you can socialize with, because. Those are going to be those are going to be the the foundation, the building blocks that the rest of what you're trying to do is going to be built on top of, right? So anyway, just a thought. Stay 16. I will check in with you on the morrow. Peace. Well, that does it for episode nine of Think Like Me or Don't. Next week, believe it or not, is the season finale of season two. Now I'm really excited about season th- this about this next episode um, because it brings everything sort of full circle, um, and the the what I really love is the juxtaposition of what I talk about in the first segment and then what I talk about in the second segment. Uh, it's a, it's a shorter episode, um, but I think you're going to really enjoy the the wrap up and and really next week is my plan. It's my vision. It's it's everything that I'm going to do. And it's, uh, it's sort of the beginning of the next chapter, which is super exciting. So I hope you listen to that. Um, and especially as we gear up for the holidays, hopefully you can start to, to think about this and not, not gearing up for the holidays is also the same thing as gearing up for next year. So in your business, start thinking about how can you build and defend against the future lows that I've gone through by having plans like some of the stuff that I've set up and put, put together. Um, as always, head over to think, sorry, man, I keep doing that. Head over to anchor.fm forward slash think like me. Drop in your uh, comments, your feedback, your questions, whatever it is. Uh, and uh, and I would be super thrilled to respond to some of those questions. Um, as always, we are hosted on all the major pod- podcast platforms, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. at all. Dot biz. I hope you enjoy it. I will see you all next week. Peace.